It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you aboard special edition episode number 187 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. And I just got done with a three and a half hour radio show. And right before that radio show, we found out that Case Keenum was going to become the new Redskins quarterback. Surprise. Yes, indeed. That is reality. It's reported. It's not official. Of course, trades can't become official until mid next week when the league year opens up. So I thought, who better to talk about the newest Redskins quarterback than my co-host, my colleague, my friend, the most awesome Aaron Hawksworth. Oh, thank you, Rooster. Uh, You know, we had planned what we were going to discuss on the show. And we had, or you had Case Keenum as a topic, possibly the Redskins may have been interested. And then this whole thing developed very quickly and pretty much at the start of our show. And as I was preparing before, I thought, you know what? I don't like this. I don't think the Redskins are going to go for it. It would be stupid. He's going to command way too much money. Something like Josh Rosen, uh, who's on a rookie deal, would make much more sense for them than wasting 10 plus million dollars uh, on Case Keenum. But the way they made this deal and got mm-hmm. it done, I'm impressed. Well, a couple of things here. And like you, I kind of dismissed the whole notion that they would be able to get Case Keenum because originally his salary cap value or charge for the Denver Broncos this year, who again reportedly have acquired Joe Flacco from the Baltimore Ravens. His cap charge was going to be $21 million, an $18 million base salary. Seven of that 18 was fully guaranteed to Case Keenum. So he was going to get that no matter what. $18 million total base salary, again, seven guaranteed, 18 total. And then there was a $3 million cap, like extra cap charge or what they, you know, uh, the, the, the signing bonus proration or whatever. So he was going to cost $21 million against the Broncos. Here's where I fell asleep at the wheel. I should have known and I should have thought about this more that there's no way, no way that the Broncos were going to keep Case Keenum at that money as a backup, even though Joe Flacco is banged up. And you know Joe Flacco a little bit because you do some work with the Baltimore Ravens. Right. You know he's been injury prone the last couple of years, right? Certainly he's a good performer. He's inconsistent as well. Absolutely. I mean, there's all sorts of things. And, And we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco clearly, John Elway wanted Joe Flacco a year after he wanted Case Keenum because originally he wanted Kirk Cousins, and they couldn't make that work. So ultimately, now the Redskins have Case Keenum. But the bottom line is, is I didn't think that they were going to be able to get Case Keenum via trade because I thought the Broncos would have to cut him before that salary would be able to work out. And then once he became a free agent, I was like, well, What's to stop him from going to Jacksonville or Miami or another situation that he might deem as better? But what I didn't think of was, oh, they would buy out that $11 million of his non-guaranteed base salary with a $500,000 kicker or sweetener 
if you will, and pay him the $7 million, Aaron, that was fully guaranteed. And then the Redskins got the Broncos, reportedly, to pay $3.5 million of that fully guaranteed seven. So the Redskins' total cost here financially against their cap in 2019 is $3.5 million. Love it. Right? Love, love, How love, could you love, love it. I mean, I thought this was brilliant on the Redskins. Um, I, I'm impressed. You know, I think they had to do this, as we talked about on 106.7 The Fan on overtime. This was a great insurance policy. Everyone's kind of on Twitter, oh, my God, what about Josh Rosen? Oh, don't think they might not still be in play for that, yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to uh, get into that. Right. right. So, I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with this at all. I mean, you look at the trouble that they've had at the quarterback position, and they were really handcuffed with what they were able to do. We're not saying we like it because we think Case Keenum right. is the next Tom Brady or something like that. We're saying we like it because it was the best that they could do given the circumstances that they have. Yeah, nobody should mistake this for, hey, Case Keenum's going to the Hall of Fame. Case Keenum's right. taking us to the Super Bowl. We're not Bowl excited because we think this like is that. a sexy trade and the best quarterback out there. Right. This is probably the best of the of – the, I don't want to say the best of the worst, but it's the best of the available options because your other options were guys like Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to likely command two, three years and m- many more millions of dollars, and and he probably deserves it. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles, we know, and supposedly he's going to Jacksonville, although Jacksonville doesn't have a whole lot of cap money. R- Ryan Tannehill is a guy who's been mentioned as a possible trade guy. He's probably going to get whacked in Miami. He could... This is, we choose the guy that we like, right? We we think this guy, Case Keenum, is a good fit in our system. We like his skill set. We like his competitiveness. He was in the NFC Championship game as the Minnesota Vikings quarterback a year and a half ago. And we can get him $3.5 million. To me, even if this doesn't work out, Aaron, this is a slam dunk no-brainer. You have to make this move. Mm-hmm. This is everything that a smart knock on whatever counter this is, this is everything that a smart organization does. Yeah. The Redskins played this brilliantly, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. So what about the Josh Rosen thing? Let's move on to that because I think they'll they'll still be in play for him. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Or at and, least consider it. And and I'm I, not saying they're going right, to get him. Right. But. And I'm going to get more into Case Keenum after, after you leave us, so I appreciate you being with us. But, yeah, while we have you, I want to get into this Josh Rosen thing. So – I think, don't you, I, I think this is still in play, right? What it does is it removes the pressure that the Redskins were under to make a bad deal for Josh Rosen. Now or they anything can, else. Right, or exa- or to trade up for a right. guy that maybe isn't exactly. the apple of their eye. Now, because they have Case Keenum, because they have Colt McCoy, they could still bring back Josh Johnson, even though he had ankle surgery on thir- uh, earlier this week, according to Craig Hoffman, our colleague at 106.7 The Fan. They still have leverage and they have options, and now they don't have the desperation to make a bad deal for Josh Rosen. So knowing what we know right at this point, we don't know if they're going to get Josh Rosen. We don't know when. Maybe another team comes in with a first-round offer, and clearly Arizona would have to make that deal because the Redskins shouldn't. But if you are the Redskins, and knowing that you have Case Keenum, Colt McCoy in the fold, and potentially could draft a kid, what would you be willing to pay for Josh Rosen at this point? If you were Bruce Allen, if you were Jay Gruden. I mean, that is, I, I don't know. Like, what would the, you mean, would they have to give up picks or would they have to well, pay it could be money? A, it could, I mean, it could be a player. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be money because there's really no money necessarily to be had. 
um, you'd be adding a couple of million dollars again to your salary cap and your salary cap situation, which is already at twenty six and a half million. So, which free agents would command money similar to what Josh? Because weren't they saying like someone? I thought I heard like. People were floating out like Josh Rosen would get like a six-round pick in exchange. Was that accurate? Well, there was so Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame quarterback, and oh by the way, an Arizona Cardinal legend was saying to Peter King on Football Morning in America, third-round pick. An unnamed NFL executive said in the same column, third-round pick. Jason Lock and Four, for whatever it's worth, the CBS Sports said third-round pick. I think some people have said second-round pick. I talked to a longtime NFL executive on Thursday. He said he would pay no more than a second-round pick, I, maybe a, I, may, maybe an additional pick, say, next year. I would say more second than, or third, but, I, I mean, if I'm Josh Rosen, I'm kind of offended. I mean, he was arguably possibly even, like, the second-best quarterback in the draft right. last year. Well, here's – yeah, that's, that's kind so of my So it's kind point. of like, how did this guy fall all the way to – he could get a six-round pick in return? Like, I'd be, like, pissed. But second or third, I think, would be a little bit more accurate or fair. I don't know how you walk away only giving up a sixth round right. pick. I don't know I, where I, mean, I saw that. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, if you're Arizona, right, You, I think you have the most amount of leverage right now to trade Josh Rosen. The problem is, is if you trade Josh Rosen now when you have the most leverage what, and could therefore get the most in return. Would you trade return, Josh for Josh? Like Josh Norman. Josh Norman. Well, here, so here, here was my. Now you know DJ Swearinger fairly well, right? Yes. So, I don't think Josh Rose, uh, Josh Norman, and DJ oh, yeah, Swearinger right. like no, each other very much. Well, right? I think they have a mutual respect, but I don't. I Not don't to think, say if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you. I think can't they butt do heads, and I think right. the Cardinals would hear about their relationship, right. How it went. Plus, down. you also have Patrick Peterson. So I was thinking the suggestion I came up Preston? with on this podcast. Well, he's a free agent, so he can't oh, trade. Oh yeah, that's right. The suggestion I came up with. I'll bounce this off of you for Josh Rosen, right? To, and 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 this was before the Case Keenum thing. I said, how about this? A third round pick this year. Because you have two. You have your own middle of the third round and the first compensatory pick, which is ironically the Kirk Cousins pick. And we know Kirk Cousins signed with the Vikings, replacing Case Keenum. Still How weird this is all musical chairs and connected, right? What if I said one of your third round picks this year, say it's the higher of the two, whatever, and Morgan Moses. And before you laugh and you say, well, you know, Morgan Moses, how much money... Do the, the Redskins have Trent Williams and Morgan Moses under fairly significantly sized deals? They also have to give Brandon Sheriff a mega million dollar deal, like mm-hmm. $65, 70000000 million total, yeah. maybe a little bit more than that. Or he's under a fifth-year option and he's a free agent. I like to that idea. Morgan Moses. But he's also like the only guy on the O-line who can consistently play even when he's banged up. And And that O-line has been struggling to stay healthy. And that's the problem because Trent misses more time than Morgan Moses. Morgan Moses gets beat up, banged up, and is basically. But at least he's still out there. He's he's still out there. Probably the biggest dude I've ever seen. Especially in the NFL, like the dude is huge. It's not like there's a bunch of Morgan Moseses walking around, but maybe there are. But here's the thing: I, I love Morgan Moses. He's a good leader. He's a good dude. He's good in the community. All that. He's a good right tackle. I don't think he's a great right tackle. Right. He's a good right tackle. But the reason why I brought that up was because I thought, well, you have to give something to Arizona that they need. That they they, they desperately need offensive line help. Their offensive line stinks. So to me, Morgan Moses could eventually play left tackle if 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 you wanted him to. 
Uh, certainly you know he's a good right tackle, right? So you can go right in there. The contract is more than manageable. But for the Redskins, the Redskins would save a little bit of money. Ty Inseki, their veteran swing tackle, is a free agent. And don't forget, they drafted Jaron Christian in the third round. But you didn't draft Jaron Christian to sit on the bench. Now, I don't know if he can play. He wasn't very good last year in any time that I saw him. Mm -hmm. But you didn't draft him in the third round last year out of Louisville Mm -hmm. for no reason, right? Right. So... Yes, the vacuum man is the back. The vacuum man. Every time What's we do a podcast. What's the over-under on uh, if he oh, opens the door and tries to vacuum in here? He's going to barge in the door like the Redskins barged in to steal Case Keenum in the middle of the night. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with just a couple of minutes, and then we're going to let Aaron go because she's awesome, and she's got to go home, and she's been here all day. So we're going to take a quick break here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. It is episode number one. 87, 187. Yes, indeed, it is. 187 of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Back in a flash. This Lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Just a couple of minutes with Erin Hawksworth, uh, my colleague from 1067 The Fan and my friend. She's awesome. Uh, make sure you give her a follow at ABC7 Aaron on Twitter, and also on Instagram. At Aaron Hawksworth. At Aaron Hawksworth. She's the life of the party. She's cool, and um, she's awesome. So, <laughs> all right, let's, let's get into a couple of quick things. What did you make of the whole Charlie? We didn't even talk oh, about this yeah. on our radio show because we got so sidetracked by the Case Keenum stuff. That's a great question. What did question. you make of the Charlie Casserly, Kyler Murray fiasco, or whatever you would want to call it? I have a lot of respect for Charlie Casserly and his opinions in – I have mixed feelings about it. I think, one, if you're not going to interview well, to me, my immediate reaction, if that's true, and if that's how some teams felt, Mm -hmm. the quarterback position is not the position for that. No. I have a problem with that. If you're not interviewing well, I'm fine with it being an offensive lineman, even a running back. Right. But your quarterback... No, no, thank you. I like when you you. get all fired up. No, thank you. I I don't like it. It it rubs me the wrong way. It kind of is a red flag. And then all this other stuff about how his height might have been inflated, too. But then there's the flip side. Like, is all this coming out to kind of, like, skew the Cardinals to to make a different move? And it's almost like a a big chess match of floating out information. So maybe the Cardinals, they're like, ooh, maybe we don't want him. Maybe we want to do something else. And that's what I I was going to ask you, okay, because there's a couple of agendas that are, are at play here. One, like you said, could it be from another NFL team or two NFL teams that are saying, eh, you know what, we didn't really like him, we didn't really, uh, all that, so that hopefully he drops. With the thought that you can't count on that, but hopefully he drops if there's enough spaghetti that you throw to the wall and it sticks, right? 
Or there could be, and I mean, it's fair. I didn't know this. Charlie, uh, Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio pointed this out, that Charlie Casserly apparently is consulting or helping some young prospects in the draft get ready for the, com- not the not the combine performance aspect, but the whole but process. The, the whole interview and yeah, visitation yeah. process. And apparently Kyler Murray is, didn't get again, that not training. one of his clients. Right. And, he, and Charlie didn't like what, I guess he was told by certain. Could there be some kind of hidden agenda there that, see, if he you would have came yeah. with me, I would have had you prepared for this? Yeah, I mean, that definitely could be the case because if it just to be fair, you know, I'm reading and like uh, Kyler Murray's coaches and, and right. teammates and people who know him were like, that's BS. Like, right. we support him. He was a great leader. We stand behind it. You never know what really happened. It's hard, and I don't think it's fair. I, I, I do wonder if he is potentially a boomer bust prospect. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean I think the jury's still out. We've seen, you know, Russell Wilson and um Baker Mayfield and some shorter quarterbacks, even Drew Brees, have a lot yeah. of success in the NFL. I don't really have a problem with his height. Um, but I guess the it, you know it remains to be seen what happens in terms of who he is and you know and it, like commanding a presence and just being that quarterback personality that you want in your franchise QB. From what you know of him is nonchalance. Like, to me, he strikes me as a guy who's nonchalant about like how Jay he carries Cutler. himself. Yeah. So, Jay right, Cutler right. was kind of aloof. You got a, kind of that smug aloofness, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it, like, that's a turnoff to some people. And believe it or not, I mean, all these reporters are now scurrying around saying, oh, I talked to the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, we're in the they personality business. Right, exactly. I mean, we, you and me could be like, oh, you know, someone could be a great person and maybe you, you have to do some... Uh, media work with them, but they might not have as much energy as right, you and me. Right. And it's hard to match some people's energy. And But as a quarterback, you could be skilled and athletic and yes. great at the position, but in the NFL, you kind of, it's almost like the president. You have to have the full package. Yeah, but you know what? Our energy could piss people off, could rub people the wrong totally. way. Or I think, you could lo- I think I probably you- lost out on jobs because I yes. had one person ask, like, are you always like this? And yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, and I think that's they're me. like, uh, scratch her off right, the list, but, please. But if, Kyler, <laughs> but if Kyler Murray's uncomfortable in an interview setting, that shouldn't be a punishment against him, but it should be noted. I think when hey, he does guy, his workout, what about the whole 200-pound thing? Well, that's well, that, weird, that's too. Another, that, that's another part. But but what I'm saying is if he's not good in the interview process, some people are going to dismiss that and say the tape is all that matters. Well, guess what? But the if tape you're not is good against, in the interview process, what are you like in the red zone? And like, you know, well, not only that, but what are you like on a daily basis when you're the face of a franchise exactly. and you've got to deal with all these questions when things aren't going right? What are you like in the film room? What are you like in the building? What are you like on Mondays after a loss? What do you like on Fridays? That's what I think. It might not sound like a big deal, but psychologically, is this a red flag? And potentially, there's layers to it here. All right. Aaron Hawksworth is with us. Just another quick minute. If I asked you this, one of two Redskins, uh, one of three Redskins premier free agents, or what I'll call premier free agents, Jamison Crowder, Preston Smith, HaHa Clinton Dix. Yeah. One of those three. You can only choose one to come back and that you think the Redskins should make sure comes back because Adrian Peterson is a different level. Which one do you go with? Oh, they're both so inconsistent. They're all three are inconsistent and not like, yes, that's an immediate I want him. Preston Smith? I don't know. Yeah, probably Preston Smith. All right, so I'm going with 
Haha Clinton Dix, which I know nobody else would go with, but because of the need at the position. Yeah, I thought about that too after said Preston. I know it's like, a lot uh... of, but I know a lot of safeties are out there, right? We talked to a former Redskins safety. I mean, he was here for three quarters of a season, Dante Whitner. Um, you know, but but there are a lot of a uh, lot of different options. All right, we're gonna let you go. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, I know it's been a long day, and the Redskins have a new quarterback, so it's Woo-hoo! always good to catch up with you. Put I will those talk tickets to-, to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> We're going to Miami. Are we going to do the show and the podcast Gosh, in Miami? I want to get my flight now. South Beach. Let's print your <laughs> playoff tickets. All right. Thanks to Aaron Hawksworth. Again, you can follow her on Instagram at Aaron ABC- Hawksworth. Oh, sorry. Yes. At Aaron Hawksworth. See, I'm on tired. Instagram you said Instagram. And at ABC7 Aaron on Twitter. We're going to let her go take a timeout here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast episode number 187. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number 187 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Thanks to Erin Hawksworth for hanging out with us and spending some time with us and giving her perspective on the Redskins acquisition of Case Keenum. Again, not official yet. will be made official uh, next week. The Redskins, just so you know, had basically gave up nothing. They exchanged sixth and seventh round picks in next year's draft, the 2020 draft with the Denver Broncos. So basically how it works out is the Redskins give the Broncos their sixth round selection. The Broncos gave the Redskins their seventh round selection. So again, that's next year's draft. And of course it's the last two rounds. So it's really nothing for Case Keenum, who was probably going to get cut anyway. So he was willing to take a $500,000 extra bonus sweetener, if you will. Uh, and he gets a $7 million guaranteed. The Broncos take on three and a half of that. The Redskins take on three and a half of that, and everybody can go on their merry way. Uh, just real quickly, kind of throwing out some numbers for you. Last year, Case Keenum started all 16 games for the Denver Broncos. Of course, they were 6-10, and 10, completed 62.3% of his passes, 3,890 yards, 6.6 yards per attempt, 18 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Um, and in his career, Case Keenum has uh, played in 57 games, he has started 54 of those, 54 of those, 26 and 28 as a record for a starter. And again, that is just his quarterback record. That's not to say he's responsible solely for being two games under 500. Uh, 62% career, even passer, 12,661 yards, 64 career touchdown passes to 42 career interceptions. That's a pretty decent ratio, a little high on the interceptions, but that's okay. You live with that. Um, he, um, in terms of yards per attempt, 6.9, 6.9 yards per attempt with his NFL career. And that's combined between his stops in Houston, St. Louis, then the Rams, um, you know, of course the Rams were in St. Louis, I should say. Uh, and then in Los Angeles with the Rams for Jeff Fisher's final year, that was before Sean McVay, then to the Minnesota Vikings 
and the Broncos last year. Now, with the Minnesota Vikings, he took over and was 11-3 and as their starter. Remember, Sam Bradford, I think, started off that year with the Minnesota Vikings. 325 for 481, a 67.6 completion rate. 3,547 yards, 22 touchdowns, and seven picks. And the one thing I want to point out is he helped the Minnesota Vikings, yes, with a very good defense, but an inconsistent running game to some degree, Latavius Murray, because um, Cook, Dalvin Cook, got injured and he tore his ACL about five, six weeks uh, into the season. He took the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. Yes, it was a bad loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, they probably should have lost to the New Orleans Saints, but he's been there. He's got all this starting experience. Again, two games of playoff experience. In the playoffs, again, 53 of 88, 60.2 completion, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Certainly that's those numbers are a little bit out of whack, uh, and you'd like more. But the bottom line is, is not only can Case Keenum bring you that as a passer, but he also can break the pocket and extend plays and make things happen with his feet. I've seen it just in Week 17 for the Broncos against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, with the Vikings in 2017, 40 rushes, 160 yards. Again, that's nothing great, but it just shows you that he can do a little something, and he's got some speed and the mobility to kind of, again, get away from pressure, throw on the run, boots, all of that stuff. I think Case Keenum is going to be, for the price that the Redskins paid, which was, again, virtually no draft pick compensation, no players, $3.5 million. I don't think the Redskins could have done any better of a job here, quite honestly. And I'm kind of surprised that we, you know, didn't touch on this more. I just didn't think he was going to be able to get out of that whole contract situation. I also thought he was going to want to become a free agent, uh, and then that was going to drive up the price for Case Keenum. Instead, the Redskins get him for $3.5 million. All right, real quickly, we um, are going to pass on the skin spotlight for today. So much talk has been on Landon Collins. Uh, we talked about the safety position and all of those guys available uh, on the previous episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 186, and that was just done on Thursday. Now, I wanted to bring up this guy. Um, Earl Thomas, Tyron Matthew, Eric Weddle, uh, perhaps Tashawn Gibson from Jacksonville. They're getting all of the run, right? Adrian Amos is a kid who I remember getting to know a little bit in the draft process. Six foot, 215, 456 speed, a fifth round pick by the Chicago Bears. Now, he's probably a really good system fit, and he's probably going to the Denver Broncos and Vic Fangio. Uh, his former defensive coordinator is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos, assuming that they can work out the contract. But this cat. Uh, he has put together some really good years and some really good production. According to Pro Football Focus, he had an 85.5 cumulative grade in pass coverage out of 100. 85.5 for Adrian Amos. He allowed 32 catches on 45 targets for 271 yards, 8.5 per reception, and was beat for three touchdowns in the 2018 regular season for the Chicago Bears. And if you just want to kind of look at it, his career grades have gone from 61.4 to 70.3 to 89.5 to 85.5 in coverage, in coverage for the Chicago Bears over the last 
two years, and over his four-year career, he's allowed nine passing touchdowns against his coverage with four career interceptions uh, in the last two years while with the Chicago Bears. Just a name to keep an eye on and a talent to keep an eye on. Maybe the Redskins can get involved in him. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number one. 87. Again, don't forget, when you hop in your car, tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins. Also follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins, at Locked on NFL Net, and as well me individually and on my own, at WrestleMania621. Thanks to Aaron Hawksworth for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. The Redskins have themselves a new quarterback. It's Case Keenum. More on that in the next episode, episode number 188 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.